Shane. Welcome to the Metal Cell Podcast. How are you? I'm very good. Pleasure to be here. Cool. Thanks for making the journey. No I really problem. appreciate that. Um, the last time I saw you, I saw you briefly at therapy. Ah, you probably saw the back of my head. Yes, you'd <laughs> gone past before I realized it was you. Ah, no worries. I could, that was my first time actually in Cypress Avenue, in oh, the new the Cypress new Avenue. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I was there the... Band names escaping me. Bellwitch played with suits there the night of like the old okay. stage. Well, that was the, that was the last gig then, yeah. That was the last gig, and we were there as they were like stripping that stage away, and you just stood there watching it. And I'd I'd had a peek around, and I I'd been told certain things, but then like to watch the curtain kind of come back, and it just oh I don't know, kind of kind of picturing the wizard of oz moment where she goes from black and white to color like it was just this kind of and then the blizzards were in there the following night and the lads were i, I ended up getting delayed was the turnover that fast yeah yeah Jesus. i mean now they they had it all prepared they okay. knew what they've been doing and they'd been working at it in a while and i'm sure there was some like it, for you and i we just kind of see the rock and roll moments of yes. it and i'm sure there was a lot of office moments and phone yeah. calls and stuff yeah. that but the, the blizzards were in there the following night and I walked in and my jaw just hit the ground seeing like the whole lights and everything. And I was like shaking on and Katie's hands being like, oh my God, oh, yeah. like look what you've done. Look yes. what you've done for all of us. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Um, of course, because the original old Cypress Avenue, how was that kind of from a photography type of... Uh, Do you know, there was some nights it was perfect and it just seemed to work. Uh, I have amazing photos of God as an astronaut in there. I saw them. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even I actually saw one of them recently and was like, "Oh yeah, jeez, <laughs> you know, that was really nice." Um, it w- it was tough otherwise, but it was still miles ahead of so many other places. Like, and this to be up and down the country as well, you know. And you okay. like the lads are great to allow me in there and let me work away in there, and I kind of, you know, you could have all the lights set up perfectly and the bass player standing a foot and a half yeah. out of the spotlight there's exactly. nothing you can do about there's that like you, you know yeah the last gig oh. i was at there was conan I, did you yeah. photograph yeah. that as well yeah that was so fucking loud yeah jesus <laughs> christ and I, I that was the first time i actually brought um earplugs with me oh, okay and a few of the lads didn't um you know and i was just going fucking hell even through the earplugs i could still get that actually Croza. Um, supported him that night mm. but when they when conan came on it was just like fucking my teeth were fucking vibrating <laughs> yeah it's a whole different was that your first time bringing headphones to a gig or yeah it was yeah. yeah i kind of getting the odd uh ringing um a lot of lads um like I'm, i suppose as i said i'm 48 now and thankfully i'm fucking not too bad with that ringing but it it is it is coming in a bit so i spent i spent around 80 or 90 quid I'm sure I could have spent way more on stuff. You know what? What kind of ones do you have? Or? I I have cheaper ones from Boots, but again okay. the the Christmas tree shape, if that makes sense. Yes, another ones, the, yeah. The squeezy ones. I would highly recommend everyone to get like the proper Christmas tree ones, yeah. or even again to spend even more money on it, and like put them on your keys and stuff like this. You can get little keying pouches for them, yeah. and bring them to every gig because it just lowers the sound quality. It does. And yeah. I'd rather be listening to music all the way till I died then suddenly you can't listen to it yeah. after 65 and be like oh yeah this is bad form no I did no they were in my pocket for therapy I mean but they stayed in my pocket because it, that was actually okay oh. the sound in there was fucking amazing sounds amazing in there Jesus yeah. Christ the, sound, um, the lighting 
Yeah. It works. It is, yeah. It's just overwhelming to see the sheer length of the place, just the, the vastness compared to how small it was originally. Do you know what I like? And only a few people I've heard comment on it. So they've switched. It was back to the kind of the old doorway for therapy. But normally they're, you're coming in off Oliver Plunkett Street. Correct, yeah. The red door. Yeah. And they actually have stained glass above it that actually says Cypress Avenue. And I think it's the nicest little touch. Okay, yeah. yeah. I didn't even cop that. No. Yeah, have a look even just walking down the street. And I think kind of, to me, that's that real attention to detail that like, you know, they've put in like so much money in the lighting and the stage and there would have been so much planning and building and like all the rest of this. And then to still go some stained glass above the door, please. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. And crucially as well, the men's jacks is to the right of the stage. How good is that? Like that? That's now the women have to do the walking. <laughs> <laughs> Although I found and it was actually at therapy because I ended up outside the door for a bit having a chat with someone. And I met so many people who were like, where's the gents? So all the, all the lads had come out, gone up to the ladies and had to come all the way back down. So I think a lot of guys are doing twice the walking now. <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, the pictures you, ca- you got out of it as well. Um, just kind of going with the therapy one again. Um, they look so fucking happy. Yeah. How does that affect you? Do you want them kind of grimacing and, you know, no. it's rock and... Uh. I am... Um they were so happy they to be in delighted. Cork. Yeah. yeah. Big shit eating smiles on all of them. Like. <laughs> That's how it was. And I think even the roadies seemed pleased. <laughs> yeah. Know, like anything. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I don't know, I think therapy, sorry, I'm going to go off the point. I think therapy are like, they mean so much to so many people as well. And they've been like, therapy are a band who've been like a part of my life. Okay. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Like so, mine. Yeah. So when they come out on stage, they get this real big welcome Mm-hmm. because it's ah it's you guys who've yeah. been on like regular car journeys with me and yeah so, well we haven't but we're glad you're here yeah. you know yeah, yeah so you get that smiling but i mean i like if you're a black metal band in the corpse band yeah i want the grimace <laughs> like or unless you can give like a joker a smile but outside of that yeah like i kind of i think bands need to step away from like if, if you want the grimace go with the grimace but don't feel like you have to do it because you you're in a genre you know go like oh i'm a dude with a guitar yeah music like but i mean again if they see the camera in front of the face sure you know you can kind of get a different reaction off someone that is aware of again we'll say as a death metal band Mm. they can actually most most people when if they do a direct interaction with the camera and not everyone but most people do some sort of a pull in the face cheeky chap lad yeah like Yeah, yeah, yeah it's that sort of thing you get very little grimace mm. you know but like again yeah it's just that and we're still on therapy like it's just that the lads are so kind of they've they've, they've done it all they've toured they've come back and they're promoting a new album and they looked very chuffed and it was just i just wondered because i knew you were on this podcast i was just kind of going i wonder how shane kind of kind of will i get the happy shot or will i wait for the one where he's not actually smiling um do you all that was going through my head is trying to get him where he was away from the microphone stand and the lighting was more kind of like beams of light so it wasn't kind of flooding the light and those were the things you I got a few of them it. actually did yeah that's yeah. right yeah and that was kind of i would have preferred a bit more flooding mm-hmm. lighting um and there the lighting worked is that available anyway that, yeah that no sh- totally it is okay yeah, yeah. they 
they could do whatever I wanted if you know if I was there and if I had the control. But I mean, the lighting worked for the songs they were playing and stuff yes, like this, okay. and it all made sense. And that's that's part of it. You're you're capturing what's going on. Mm. You don't have that same control to kind no, of you don't, no, go no. back and yeah. go, oh, fix the lighting around. But a bit. you do have <laughs> the experience, though. That's it. You yeah. you work with what you got. I mean, I would have been happier to have come away with like a much bigger catalog of shots from that night. Mm-hmm. But I had what I had, and yeah. Yeah. just go with it yeah so did you listen to therapy when you were younger yeah they would have began being one of those bands that like were suddenly i'd say i would have even gotten into them way back at the start right and they would have been one of those bands where you're like oh these lads are irish yeah you know that yeah. kind of thing and everyone goes oh you two are the greatest irish rock band and you're kind of going no they're not therapy yeah you know so or, you you were you were born in limerick weren't you yeah they okay. were born and raised and had they, did they come through Limerick I'd say they, they did on did, this yeah. tour yeah but not, not back when you were younger no not when I was well no they, maybe before I was going to gigs right they definitely did I'm sure yeah. and I'm sure they did the occasional one now and again as well mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had as much but not when I had focus on them okay definitely. so there was probably a big gap there where so kind of so when you were younger then, what kind of music were you into? And how could, how did you get it, really? I kind of tend to ask everybody this, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just intriguing. And, and, and what's odd is, and I heard it in some of the other podcasts, that it, it started with Prodigy, would have been one of the uh, cool icebreakers. Okay. Yeah, and then, well, to go way, way back, it probably started with Meatloaf. But like that was kind of going, I like this song. But yeah. you didn't, you didn't really take into account you could buy it on a tape or anything you know it was yeah. just the song comes on the radio you're like mm. this is a good song but um you were probably of the mtv generation cut did you cut the, catch yeah, the not, tail end of it not no a, no not i was a gun shit <laughs> at that stage <laughs> out in the sticks there or was no uh there was no mtv generation <laughs> it was rt yeah if rt gave it yeah, yeah uh, you, you had um, bbc too didn't you the, not where we what were was that hadn't you bbc either no we were Fucking we were hell. we were offering the sticks the phone is still an issue now and again okay uh, where i am like you know <laughs> um but we i mean the dave fanning hit certain shows that were on that you would have paid attention to okay. um and even top 30 hits as well yeah would have been like you would have just paid attention to it so kind of gone into school then got into school you had your your walkman or your discman and it went from prodigy into nirvana nirvana to metallica Metallica Slipknot and then everything it yeah. just kind of flooded you know yeah. um, kind of when I was back in Jesus this is the 80s now we used to have the Parker jackets did you ever hear them yeah the green army jackets yeah. so so if you were a good artist which I was <laughs> you could fucking destroy the Parker with all your favourite bands yeah, you know, and written all over it but I mean there's a lot of practice goes into um, into it before it actually makes the Parker you know uh, I remember having Alice in Chains written on my uh, diary in school. Okay. And the, uh, one of the teachers just walked past, caught sight of it, walked up, wrote it on the blackboard and said, like, class dismissed, you know. What? And it was just, yeah, it was just because the whole, he knew, he knew it was a band or he knew it okay. was something, you know, he copped it. But the whole class just watched their maths teacher write Alice in Chains and they'd have no, like, <laughs> so many of them would. But there was a whole majority of them that would have just been like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> you know? Was it a mixed school? Yeah, mixed school. Okay. So, so um, 
so you did the leaving certain stuff what had you did planned or had you art college art it college okay art college in primary school i would have answered it with art college as well really um, yeah. yeah you had your mind set up made yeah, up like totally and it, the only issue was once i got into art college i was like oh now i've got no plan <laughs> you know <laughs> I've, I've, I've succeeded well, yeah. what do i do now and where did you go cork is it or uh, no limerick? limerick so i was in limerick i was in limerick until 24 so it was like um i would have been out in the sticks now for primary and secondary then into limerick city for a portfolio course from that to the art college okay and from that to baker place then what's baker place baker place was a venue i was running oh in limerick then what, what, what was was it a music venue or yeah music gigs? so it was live music upstairs and there was djs downstairs generally and then it was attached to a, a real cool funk soul hip-hop tiny hallway of a venue then as right. well that was for vinyl i kind of you know there was guitars on one side vinyl on the okay. other you know this kind of thing jeez so. and were you running on your own or with friends or um it was a bit of a mix i was like the i suppose if you were to give it a fancy title i would have been like the entertainment manager <laughs> but I, I was the guy booking the bands you know yeah. that kind of thing yeah yeah so that would have been that would have been to some extent like the major gateway into the underground scene in ireland okay in a sense and for for all types i mean for hip-hop acts acoustic acts metal acts punk yes. you know this sort of thing so i mean it was fairly big in cork as well mm. would you have made made much of an old journey up to cork the odd time the odd time i would have come down for Winterfest. okay would have tried to make the attempt to come down for it the whole time but yeah, it, that was you know, brilliant, yeah you also had the idea of like you know you're trying to organize your own venue and then you're trying to get down and then you're trying to also get the christmas shopping done you know it was it, was, it always seemed like you know you'd look at the winterfest lineup and you'd be like yes 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 and then you'd go in and do the christmas shopping and you'd be like no no what, no because like, the price of the ticket and the journey down and the hostel and sick. it just all started adding up to be like this is getting a bit unrealistic now <laughs> so brilliant and how did you uh, was kind of photography kind of still a kind of um part of your hand with a camera at that stage or were you just not were you just more taking it in visually and just kind no, of going again uh i think i got handed my first camera for my like confirmation okay so way back when uh, i couldn't tell you at all mm. what the thing was now i can remember it had a green big green button to to warm the flash up well wow. that was it yeah it was you know your real basic yeah. film camera but delighted to have it yeah. you know and take shots now and again and again it was back in the day where like you took a roll of shots and, and you wouldn't see them for yeah, of course yeah, <laughs> yeah three weeks sake. or whatever yeah and you'd go at it again you know um and you didn't have to worry at all about aperture or depth of field or any no. of these sort of things you just pointed at yeah. stuff and you're like oh that didn't that yeah. didn't work um so it was photography all the way through but i hadn't i hadn't put proper effort into it mm -hmm. until after college and even then, I was still in a kind of learning it kind of a way. And it was only about it's four, maybe five years ago now. Right. So the crossover happened. So you went from a fan to yeah, looking to at it from a... From make being, money on this. Okay. And, and I say make money on it, but I mean also mean in like take it professionally, take it serious. Yeah. You know, the idea of investing into it in yeah. both equipment and time and effort and then like the equipment i suppose when you decided to make that move was far too expensive at the time so you probably had to kind of 
did you go secondhand and oh and, I, yeah. I, I still go second okay <laughs> it's that bad still yeah no it's not even that bad i mean i don't <laughs> like i will go first hand so i bought so when was this now we'll say when the transition would have been 2010 or or later or earlier just trying to guess later, later. like the proper you know to properly start a photography career you know, 2014 something like okay. this you know? so you're talking about serious cash there. yeah yeah um but i mean you you build it up slowly but surely so i i would have always had a camera and but you know kind of had in mind to buy another one later mm-hmm. on and be putting money aside for it um but then i got thanks to john o'brien uh from the irish metal archive yeah he got me a pass for mastodon when they played in the savoy okay i was at that yeah uh, and i knew the equipment i had wouldn't have done justice okay so i instantly had to buy okay. better equipment yeah 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 know. so um and that was like well done john <laughs> yeah well done john. like what you started um <laughs> and that was a deep dive into getting better equipment for it and it just had to be done you know yeah. there, there wasn't the second guessing and i even saw it like you know when i'm asked that i'm going to be playing in the savoy mm-hmm. again you know that yeah. kind of thing to just go out and do it and take the hit and like i think that, you know you just end up living on soup and bread for a bit yeah well i don't live on bread but you live on yeah. soup for a bit yeah and you you know you just so macedon really was the turning point then yeah that was when it was like become a bigger thing and have you still got those photographs yeah they're still out i'd say you'd find them on a, a quick search i think i definitely have them on a hard drive somewhere, was that the so. first or the second time they played that would have been the yeah. second time they played so that was when all the fucking posters were on the wall saying no no moshing no crowd stuff did you see them i didn't see them anyway because i <laughs> i pulled them down as i was going up oh uh, did you yeah. Yeah, yeah so like the bouncers were actually in the crowd did you not see that either no no you were professional. i had a job to do <laughs> well brett yeah. well brett spent most of the fucking gig going lads you know get out of the crowd you know okay because like there was a bouncer in the middle of the pit trying to pull people apart and he was just getting swamped and then guys started using him as a target practice you know hitting them with shoulders and stuff like that it was just ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. you're kind of going it makes it aggro like it's like it does and there was more bouncers then kind of went in and you're kind of going will there be will there, will there will someone ever be sensible with this you know and just just leave everybody get on with what they do but i, I think it was just um different security firm they weren't used yeah, to it and it. and it looks i must say it does look like absolute mayhem from the other it looks like the exact thing you'd hire a bouncer to stop yeah Unless you know what it's about. And I must say, the bouncers in Dolan's are actually great. Oh, they are, yeah. It's a good example. For drawing of, that yeah. line, yeah. No, they've had the practice. Yeah. But they are great at drawing that line of going, bit much, lads. Mm-hmm. Rain it in. Yeah. And it's not kind of a case of stop. It's a case of, like, rain it in, pull it back. Yeah. Right. Leave yeah. you at it now. I've, yeah. I've actually haven't really noticed them much, which is the right way which about it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so kind of now that you mentioned Dolan's what about like we've all seen your work obviously with the siege and stuff fantastic um you definitely probably have a few um venues that you prefer working in Mm. Dolan's being one of them yeah yeah I kind of do you know you can't and this is not just because we mentioned Dolan's the last minute but it's like this goes across any venue I mean and even I've done people's kitchens and sitting rooms and stuff as yeah. venues, as in with an actual act and stuff. Okay. But you can't. E- each night's different. Yeah, you know, each night the the lighting's a little different. The mm. band stand different places. 
even shooting the same band or the same artist a few times like sometimes they're very moving around the place they're they're really engaging with what's going on some nights they do not and, and it could literally be half a foot out of lighting or half a foot directly in like a beam of light and you just can't get yeah right exposure you know they're they're overlit or overexposed so know? with dolan's you've got like kind of three or four stages there um yeah. the main stage obviously being the one which is preferable to you i'd imagine you would know, it be? on one level yeah like it gets re- you can get some really professional looking like you know everything looks epic you know yeah. and it looks like the the front cover of a magazine or something but bizarrely enough upstairs and this is in the siege as well upstairs tends to be the rowdier bands yeah well what about i mean i saw your pictures and we <laughs> what a show that was god alone yeah that was nuts i mean you got some great shots there yeah the shot was perfect but again they're one of those bands that are just like they're giving it enough and the, the audience for that i have a video clip I think it's i'm, I'm on somewhere. a few of those shots man <laughs> i'm over by the mantelpiece where there's a guy fucking climbing and throwing himself off into it yeah yeah Evan. <laughs> oh you know him do you yeah. <laughs> tell him he owes me a pint <laughs> Every time I see him at a gig, it's like, tonight's the night he'll die. Like, <laughs> tonight. And I touch wood saying that, but you're just like, tonight is the night he's going to just do the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's Dolan's. I've, I'm fascinating with you, fascinated with your work in St. Luke's. Mm. Um, I think you know that venue inside out, and you, you definitely, definitely know the right angles and the right lighting moments on that yeah um, on and those I'm, pictures and i must say the great thing about st luke's is that they keep investing in st luke's okay. you know they they keep going to push it that a little bit further to get that better mm-hmm. lighting to like it's not it's not something they're sitting on it's something they're investing in constantly and yeah. it's, you know they they want the best for it you, it's as if the venue is some it's like a plant or something that they keep trying to nourish and nourish and grow and make make better i i would agree with you and i feel that way sometimes in the sense of going geez it's the same i in my side now i'm kind of seeing it more like i'm taking that act from the same angle the same way yeah so i actually really enjoy when other photographers are in there and get to see their work and see how they see the same thing differently yes because i've i've shot it so numerous times not complaining in any way form yeah but it's just a good example of, yeah. of um, I was curious watching um, or sorry, looking at those photos of the podcast with uh, Blind Boy. You this is a static um, situation. Mm. So there's very limited. You're very limited it's to what you can do. Limited, yeah. So when you get when you get a, a kind of gig like that, what do you what are your kind of feelings? When I get a gig like that, I'm actually thinking five shots. Okay, if I can get five shots out of yeah. this, yeah, I will be a happy man. You always want to get more. But I'm like, if I can get it. And like your your thoughts going into a gig is the shot's there. It is there and it, you have to try and almost like find it or harvest it. But often it's not or else you've missed it as well. Sometimes you do recognize that like, oh, I was looking in the wrong place for this or I didn't have the camera set up yeah. just right for this. But you do look at it as a challenge, but there's kind of no point going ah sad this i'm going home you know you're yeah it's better off to go right i've got my 15 minutes or my three songs and so you so again i'm i'm just going yeah. with a with a podcast like he's um would you consider kind of going black and white on some of those pictures or again is it all kind of color i mean it's hard to go black and white in a venue like that isn't it yeah and it's so well lit i mean it's it's doable but i 
I really enjoy black and white photography, but I find that audience bases or like, you know, when I'm sending it out and putting it out to people, that people prefer color on a general scale. Yeah. So I tend to just leave it in okay. color. And that's that's one of my key decisions there. The lighting has to be a certain way before I'll I'll switch it to black and white. Um another good venue shot a lot as well is uh Spalpine. Mm. How about that? It's it's very up and front and personal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And Have you ever got hit by a guitar? No, surprisingly <laughs> not. Uh I don't believe so now. I'm trying to think now, I'm like, was there a moment? No, I've come quite close and with the fisheye lens you sometimes think yes, you're that's closer. Lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So something I'm swigging at you. Um But I think as well, I think there's kind of a I think from bands being on stage and practicing in small rooms and stuff like this, that they're they have kind of a sixth sense for knowing that there's somebody quite close to them, you know, because they don't want to bump into the, the yeah. guitarist next to them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think actually guitarists are pretty mindful okay. of their surroundings, even if they're not paying attention to it. That's all well and good, Shane. But like <laughs> while you're concentrating on the band mm. in, for example, the Spalpine, what's going on behind you? Absolute is chaos <laughs> chaos so yeah. you, you will probably inevitably get a shunt or a push yeah. or actually in that uh back to dolan's and that god alone playing at the siege yeah sure that was, was chaotic yeah, yeah there was some bit of a push and i crashed into the keyboardist and did you really yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I crashed onto the stage and the lads Shit. crashed onto each other but the uh, the funniest thing to me was they apologized to me <laughs> i was like nah let's see that's the reputation yeah <laughs> But I was just like, I'm really sorry. I mean, we all knew it was out of each other. We all knew it was the mosh pit. Yeah, you know, that, like, yeah. And that was, that was what it was. But it was just the funniest thing mm. to be like, I was instantly saying sorry to them and they're saying sorry back to yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What about this year's Urban Assault? Any particular pictures? I, I, I particularly like the Tent on Slug one of Pavel yeah. with the bass. The bass is actually nearly 3D. Yeah, coming right in. Great into, picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but you see, again, someone like Pavel, like, it gets a lot easier and tends on slug are one of these bands well that it gets a lot easier when you've shot the band repeatedly okay and they know who you are and you know who they are and you've you've had a chat as well like a bit of smoking area or something as well you're just you wouldn't even be talking about bands or photography you could be talking about the weather but that idea that you have already built up a bit of a rapport with yeah. the band and it just makes it so much easier than that they they'll allow you or even like they'll play to the camera as well yeah because they know they yeah. know what you're about and they know who you are and they trust you to do what you're doing you know yeah so but i mean again again with something with with 10 ton slug there's probably few bands that are they would be static bar the front man which mm. is ronan i mean how many times how many films have you wasted on ronan because <laughs> he just won't stay no uh <laughs> actually, he's just as an example i'm, I'm sure oh, yeah, there's yeah, baylor yeah. and there's a few other bands there that are but like, actually Baylor no. can be more difficult, but yeah. you you go in knowing. I mean, I would have said you're the, anticipating the moves, would yeah. it be? Okay, and it's it's kind of like human watching. You know, you suddenly start picking up on like a lot of acts. They tend to lean to the left of the mic or to the right of the mic, and these sort of things. And I'm sure it's something they don't know or okay. nobody needs to know. But you try and figure that out depending on where you need to be. Because if you're on the wrong side of the stage for that epic shot, and it it happens you've lost it you know that okay. kind of thing so you try and pick like that would be a thing in st luke straight away especially if i haven't seen the act before to try and figure out straight away if, if they're going to lean to the right okay. or to the left okay you just watch them yeah. whatever they they'll come up start singing or talking into the mic and they'll lean one way and you you take a gamble that that's that's their 
body so, stance on it. So it kind of leads nicely onto my next question oh. is how far can a photographer go to influence an act? How far can they let me go? <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, well, um, I mean, obviously, there's the trust issue. You know, you have to get to know these lads. Um, you've done a lot of work with Baylor now. Could, could yeah. you use maybe an example of them I in relation to... I would actually use the, the example Happy Alone. I don't know if you'd have come across them. They're more... I don't, I don't know if they... They're I think the, they give they, their own genre. <laughs> are they the lads in the shop, Charlie? No. Yeah. Are they, them. Is that yeah, them? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. a great picture. I don't <laughs> know anything about them, but that picture just sticks no, out yeah it's interesting it they um they're a band that i work with loads and i've worked with off the camera in the sense of like i've sat down and talked to them about things give ideas and we've brainstormed a bit mm. on aesthetics okay. and this sort of thing and um like they're a particular band where i do remember saying to one of the lads like while they're playing just making the hand signal that he needs to step in a little and this sort of thing okay so i mean you would work like that but generally i wouldn't try and communicate with a band while like they're they're performing they're on stage they're doing the thing like it's worth a lot more to them to do the successful gig than to me to get that one particular shot so i i wouldn't try and communicate with a band on stage at all if i was working with a band or if a band had come up and asked me or this sort of thing i would definitely okay give information, so yeah, but, yeah 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 but while it's happening no no um i mean it'd be very um, like if you ended up distracting them it would be extremely unprofessional on everyone's part on know? everyone's part yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, can you give them suggestions? We'll say beforehand, you if, know, if they asked, I, um, you know, a lot, as I said, like a lot of bands, um, especially in the current scene, there's very little movement yeah. around, um, um, image wise, it's not like the old school ones where, I mean, as I said before, black metal band did their corpse paint. Mm. That's half your work done. Um, the current crop of lads, and I'm not slagging or not, but it's just what I noticed. The current crop of lads are quite happy in the jeans, the T-shirt, black jeans, black T-shirt. They're static. Um, no, they're happy enough doing that as well. But as a photographer, if you kind of got to know a band like that, is there much you can do is is what I'm trying to ask yeah, with no, them. There's loads you can do, but I mean, you, you kind of have to be invited to to I know, yeah. that, so, you know so so that's my so, point if you okay. get to know them you know? yeah so if i if i was brought in or got to know a band i would make i would definitely be like you need to start drawing shapes you yeah know, that, and it doesn't on one level it doesn't matter what you do just keep moving like i mean you use ton ton slug as an example of a rowan's running around like a madman and mm. pulling all the faces yeah but the two lads left and right it's a happy balance around it's yeah it's a happy balance you know, there yeah, yeah. Kind of and and they're one of those bands that going back to Dolan's when they played on the uh, the warehouse they they looked like they were meant for the warehouse there's no you're not kind of going exactly you're not used to a stage this big the lads are like nah this is this is us yeah Yeah, this is we're up here doing this Um, like the two main front men from God alone are a brilliant example they're a joy they're a joy yeah and that's it like even (laughs) I I imagine if you asked them like what did you just do they'd be like i have no idea but it was fun you know that kind of thing i danced i moved and i think that's it and one of the best examples i saw of this was lisa hannigan okay she seems like an odd no no go on. but when she played have you seen her yes yeah i think you, you might get this then when i say it. when she plays she loves she's so kind of proud and happy in her music 
that you're automatically overwhelmed with being proud and happy of her music okay, yeah. and you're taken away with it and you're just like and i think that's a lesson for all artists out there to be like even if i'm not into what you're doing and you sell it mm. I'm, I'm i'm gonna be happy for you at least you know never mind yeah. if, if i'm not happy about the music and it's one of the things that the non-metal head at the metal gig will always say as well to be like oh jesus couldn't stand the screaming but the the lads were great you know yeah. that kind of thing and like who who was that band yeah you know the, yeah yeah they'll pick out one one person or yeah. maybe two or three yeah and it's the band that are the rock stars like yeah the band that are the the crazy wild ones doing the mad thing yeah, yeah especially with um atley crew the dirt coming out i mean these lads um back in the day they had probably a posse of photographers just making an absolute fortune out of them mm. courtesy of just the wild antics they definitely look the part so um also you have to kind of go back to those 80s and 90s they were good times for photographers like ross half and you know he stuck with metallica and maiden and stuff like that uh, jim marshall kind of all these guys um some of them actually became even more more famous than some of the bands they were shooting you know and it's it's kind of um an interesting concept because they can make a living out of their reputation mm. I don't think that's uh, very much the case in Ireland, but maybe in Europe you'll see certain photographers at certain festivals. Yeah. Um, is that kind of, I mean, you ha your your body of work at the moment is pretty spectacular from an Irish point of view mm. and fair play to you. Thank you. Um, European festivals, can you get there? Totally. Okay, good. Not a problem. Right. Um, but again it's time isn't it? it's not it's, it's, is it? it's more so the right connection it's getting in there on the back of something okay you know, that kind of thing because i mean your festival promoter and the mm. festival organizer you're another body they've got to be responsible yes. for yeah, yeah. and now you're another body who's allowed at a place you know the general ticket holder isn't allowed so you know you're you're in a bit more of a danger zone for the promoter and festival organizers so they just got to know they can rely on you to not cause any hassle for them yeah. they want they don't want a phone call about going we've got a photographer over here you know and the same if you're over there doing podcasts or interviews mm. and this sort of thing they just don't want yeah that thing they're busy enough running a festival so it's just getting yeah. in it is yeah yeah and so um could um could a band get you there yeah, yeah. easily okay. um again i imagine it's not something i've gone and pushed for uh, but I imagine again, just say like, geez, we've mentioned Tenzel's slug enough times that they'll they'll know we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Their ears will be burning. But I mean, they're a band that tour regularly. Suits are a band that tour regularly. You know, Baylor, geez, we're just we'll just mention the same three yeah. or four bands all night. But like they're a band. So I mean, I'm sure you could just drop them a mail and say, look, I'm any here. chance, yeah, I come up. Like, and again, you'd work out. I mean, for the local lads, they probably wouldn't. You know, you wouldn't be doing a fee for that sort of a thing. You'd mm. be like, look you just you make sure that all the boxes are ticked that i can be where i need okay. to be to yeah. do this and sure the venue organizer promoters generally wouldn't care to be like yeah you brought your own photographer cool you know once again pay yeah. whatever's you know everyone everyone that should know is in the know mm -hmm. and these sort of things um so we'll say your body of work um you've a copyrighted mm -hmm. um is there instances there where um it can be stolen. Yeah. It, it is out there in, in the media land anyway, you know? Yeah. 
so you have you've got uh, you have a watermark i presume yeah yeah um, and copyright and it copyright laws are very good in this country um i would generally say that i have to email someone about once a week still yeah the, just this just is it true ignorance or is it true i mean okay so you could the way around it obviously is you crop the watermark out of there and when you go that far you're you're really stepping on your profit yeah, isn't yeah. It? you're taking um, away your money do you know and here's here's how because like i see the whole thing and I, I i know people like to break it into genres but i see it like it's the ireland music community you know and this kind mm. of thing and if you want to if you want to break that down smaller and live in a different hole of it like that's perfectly fine but we're all we're all part of the irish music community and i've got no problem with someone going Hey Shane, blah blah blah. Love the photo. Can I use it on my Facebook and stuff? And I'll be like, if you want to use it on your, and you can take this actual podcast as, oh Shane, I heard you on the podcast. You said this. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to use a photo of you looking awesome with your guitar or your drum kit or like floating in the crowd, if you want to use that on your Facebook. personal, personal Facebook page, okay, I have no problem. Go right. for it. You know, once you get in contact with you, yeah. And Which is fair credit enough. and do not edit. And that's that's the part that actually catches a lot of people because they end up going like, oh, I'll just throw my Instagram filter over this. And I'm like, please do not throw your Instagram over that filter over that. So like I'll have gone out and, you know, and it, I'm not I'm using myself here, but I'm not the only photographer who who ends up having this conversation with people. But so you just say I've taken the photo and I I've put it up into the world in color and I've said, mm. this is my photo. This is yep. the work I've done. And somebody loads that onto their Facebook page in black and white. And I'm like they've changed it yeah 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 yeah. and it's i mean it's fair enough yeah and if somebody mailed me to say i love that photo i'd love to use it on my person page any chance you could make a black and white i'll be like depending on how busy i am that week or you know Mm. we would work something out we get it done um but that that part is kind of where the ignorance comes in because i know i do i do not have the talent but i would love to in response almost take somebody's song edit it and put it up yes, and just type it in example. and be like yeah 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 no let's let's see how long it'll take you to email me and how how annoyed you'll be if i yeah. if i just do this week after week yeah. after week but again i've got no problem with somebody using it for their personal page and mm. it's like my ethos is the idea that like we're all human we're all in this together we're all trying to have a good time and it's a it's a good it's it's a community that we all know each other in yeah. now at this stage you know you kind of overlap with a lot of the people but it is it's a facebook is a great example of um of everybody like most people go to gigs now they will take their cameras mm. on their phones and take pictures and stuff like that but you will see um your ones now for example of the siege where, where there might be a picture of me in the background yeah. and i'll go fucking cool that's me Class. in yeah. god alone and your man jumping off the mantelpiece there i am so i take that and kind of share it i haven't done it but i'd tag you on it <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, your name is still credited on yeah. it and you're tagged. And that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to speak for everyone on that. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. But, and I think, and I even think as a band, because like you put it on Facebook and if you use the Facebook share button, yes, like that's what it's there for. That's what, like yeah. I understand that when it goes up, mm-hmm. people understand that when they're using it. I do have an issue and not so much on people's personal page because mm-hmm. again, I, I see that as a different thing. But when people downloaded it, just to upload it, and then they credit me, and I'm like, you could have just used yeah, the share yeah, button. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Okay. And you've gone through 
more work for yourself so it's so that now that you're kind of bringing me along nicely um digital editing um where do you stand with it has to be done has to be done yeah yeah okay and i think i mean geez when and if people get like amazing shots straight out of camera um brilliant amazing happy days but like your camera your laptop your printer they all speak a different language and the digital editor is more or less on one level it's more or less there to help that but on another level if we go back to our black metal bands and if you make them black and white and if you make the blacks darker and the whites Mm. a bit more blown out and stuff like this you know it adds to the bands mystique yeah yeah and i kind of think yeah there's no Um, issue there i wouldn't i wouldn't lean towards favoring you know when people suddenly put lightning in the background and odd sorts of things thanks and, and, that's my logo <laughs> no but you know when they put it like you get this real scenic shot and then they, they'll throw lightning in yeah just to add to it and i'm, I'm like i'm i i'm fine with it i'm not gonna lose sleep over it. but i do get annoyed when people are like this is my photo and i'm like it's another <laughs> photo, but that's another yeah. issue. Would you believe I trained? I'm actually a fully qualified graphic designer. Ah, yeah. well done. I went through all that, but um, just where I ended up was basically fucking copying and pasting um, pictures of cars and houses on a Dublin magazine, just soul destroying. Had to yeah. do it though for the money. Yeah has to be done at times so yeah i was just intrigued there with the digital editing i mean film for you is a luxury and it's a time consuming thing and um, would I, you do much of it i would go nowhere near it personally. really yeah but i'm not saying that in the sense of like don't go near it i'm saying yeah. as in i go nowhere near it yeah. i i what about can i know you do the wedding photos as well mm. is that all digital as well yeah yeah all digital okay start to Fa- finish. It, it's digital is handy because of the fast turnaround obviously and that's it and that's where i was going to go with that like okay especially with gigs your turnaround needs to be so yeah fast, it does yeah you know that kind of thing that even like just say if we go back to therapy that you could have been looking forward to therapy for weeks and weeks and weeks but for someone they just ended up there random on a saturday night you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. so for some people they yeah. will want to see that you know they'd wait to see the photos or something yes. but so many more other people it's already monday they're already back to work or you know yeah. dealing with their other responsibilities that it's nothing to them so you need to kind of turn it around fast yeah um have you ever have you ever gone near film uh in the beginning i would have learned okay on yeah. film and stuff right. like that but when digital came in it's a dying art form yeah. then really is it do you know i think it's like vinyl i think yes, it, it'll yes, never it's a good comparison yeah, yeah it'll never die out there's people out there who want to do it uh i'm sure i'll return to it at some stage for some period of time as well mm-hmm. and after that then we'll just keep rolling on but i think even digital itself is changing right so that like there's so much new software coming out new lens technology and all this sort of thing that like we you know digital might itself might be changed you know in 20 years time we might be like oh there's method x oh did you ever use digital no did you ever use film what's film you know that kind of thing yeah yeah yeah. what kind of would you be looking forward to in the future shane in relation could you see yourself um releasing a book on for example the irish metal scene i'm just trying to put ideas (laughs) like there's people getting on kickstarter and releasing books writing books Mm. could you see yourself going down that way i have been approached and this is as much as i can tell you i've been approached recently about doing an exhibition there you go that exhibitions and, uh, yeah yeah exactly. and yeah. that's that's as much information i can put out right okay now. i have 
toyed with the idea of doing like an Irish metal calendar right for charity and this this may not be i mean if someone wants to steal this idea now go for <laughs> it um for charity though if they want to steal it for their own personal gain not so good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even not even a collaboration of irish photographers and again not all metal or all metal you know you could switch it up you can yeah um and just do it for the profits for charity because I, mean, I think like it's kind of it's kind of like a metal t-shirt you know that kind of you know when you uh, festival t-shirts and all the band names are on the yeah. back and you know everyone yeah. wants to buy it and it looks cool i think a similar thing could be done with calendars yeah that, you know you'd have enough bands in the calendar and yeah and sell it at the gigs and stuff yeah that's yeah. it or even you know run long do a gig in all and, and all and any of the major venues you know the undergroundy venues around the place and just every you yeah. know if, if everyone sold off a couple of them for a mm. couple of quid and all that money went it's to nice yeah it's a great yeah. idea but i think it'd be fun as well not a book though at the moment you haven't thought of it yeah it's it's just something i straight up haven't thought of as i said like you've an interesting body of work and and we are blessed at the moment and i keep trying and this is the reason of the podcast as well as just to promote the scene that we have at the moment Mm -hmm. we're really lucky to have a a really strong scene and the likes of you connor marka paranoid beast promotions danny and his team at petrophile bad reputation dme the irish metal archives to name a few off the top of my head there's a certain core group of people that are doing they're doing really good work mm. and um trying to acknowledge that and you know would you be interested in, in kind of going down the I'll route do a of a book, book? Yeah. would you do a book for me <laughs> just for you i'll have it done by christmas grand. so um so that's it uh you wanted me to give a shout out to the golden Pleck team that you do work for and how do people find you shane how do people find me so instagram facebook Twitter, not so much, but I am there on my own website and more and it's or less all, all Shane of them, J. Horan. Shane J. Horan. Yeah, okay, cool. I also want to give a big shout out to Dave Walsh and Black Noise Promotions who are holding a launch party to celebrate the release of the film Lords of Chaos on this Sunday, March the 31st from quarter past five to quarter to twelve. It's on a drop day twice on Francis Street in Dublin. There's some great bands playing. Svet Kant, Horenda, Craven and Farnot. There will be spot prizes and goodies to win. So get down there and make it a successful night for Dave and the folks at Black Nice Promotions. Um, another shout out is to Suzaku Avenue, who got in contact with me. They're a progressive metal hardcore punk band from Dublin. Uh, their release is Let's Pretend on Dark Soul Records. It's available on Spotify and it came out in 2018. So there are two shout outs. Again, I want to thank Shane. Wouldn't be doing the podcast if people didn't agree to come down and meet me. So much appreciated. Not a problem. Absolute pleasure. Cool. So um, if you want to get in contact with The Metal Cell, it's themetalcell at gmail.com. If you are interested in coming on, try me on that. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram again on The Metal Cell. So that's it. Over and out. (laughs) 